Happy New Year. Actually, I'd like to say more than Happy New Year. I'd, I'd really love to give you a, a godly blessing at the start of, of the year to get things going. And in fact, the more I look at Psalm 20, we just heard, the more I think it's the ultimate New Year greeting. This year, the Lord answer you and protect you. The Lord help you and support you. May he remember you and accept you. May he give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. Happy New Year. Simon, maybe that's a good place to stop. We'll just leave it there, keep it nice and short and simple. I'll go on a little bit more because it's a great psalm and I'd like to break it down a little bit. This was written by King David, uh, or for King David, about 3,000 years ago. And this is similar, on the surface at least, to another piece of literature that was written by a guy called Ned Washington about 80 years ago. And in its truncated form, it goes like this. When you wish upon a star, makes no difference who you are. When you wish upon a star, your dreams come true. The Disney Company have built an empire upon these words. And you might wonder, what's the difference between the words of blessing in David's psalm and the words of wishing in Washington's song? The simple answer is there's a lot of difference. And let's have a look at, at what some of them are. Now, while there's plenty in Psalm 20 that we can apply personally, it was written for a king or to a king, King David, as he was preparing to go into battle. So King David, the king of Israel, he was in a life and death situation. And the priests on his behalf were appealing to the Lord for David's protection and his help and his acceptance and his victory in battle. And they were praying for a, a holy anointing over their king. But this psalm, of course, goes deeper than that. It's a, a messianic psalm as well. It speaks towards a greater king, the king, who is to come in the form of a man. And this, of course, is the same king that we celebrated in the form of a little baby last week. And when we consider the words of Psalm 20 in the light of a king, not in a manger, but before death on a cross, then the words of Psalm 20 become all the more amazing and powerful. So here we have a psalm that works on three levels. A level that is personal to us, a level that is for an earthly king, and a level that is for a heavenly king. Even so, however deep we get, we still haven't really answered the question I first raised. Whether it's for a king or for a wooden puppet, what's the difference between the godly blessing in Psalm 20 and the good wishes sung in When You Wish Upon a Star? Why is one taken seriously and the other not? And this is important because there are many people outside the church and maybe even some inside the church who are not sure what the difference is. We find the answer in the very simple words of verse 6. These words appear right in the middle of the psalm, sort of as a turning point. It's like the whole psalm pivots on verse 6. Four words. Now this I know. Now this I know. Everything in this psalm, not only this psalm, but really in all Bible teaching, is based on what we know to be true. Ask 
someone how they know that their dreams will come true by wishing on a star and they won't have an answer for you because there is no answer for that. Appealing to the Lord is a very different matter because there is an answer for that and it's a wonderful answer. Let's look at this chronologically. Let's look at at David and then Jesus and then look at it in the light of our own lives. Verse 6 goes on to say, The Lord gives victory to his anointed. Wishful thinking or true? David knew this to be true from history. Abraham was anointed of God and the Lord gave him a child and birthed a nation through him. When everything looked utterly hopeless, not even Sarah could foresee it and she heard uh, what was told about it. But the Lord gave victory. This we know. There's more in verse 6. It says, He answers him from his heavenly sanctuary with the victorious power of his right hand. Well, that sounds great. It's very powerful. It's very poetic. But again, is this true? Or is this just some kind of wishful thinking? Moses was also anointed of God. And the Lord gave him victory over Pharaoh when everything looked hopeless. This is recorded history. Moses was able to form miraculous signs and wonders in Egypt to deliver the Israelites from tyranny because of the power of God's right hand. This we know. Verse 7 says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. More wishful thinking, or is this based on truth? Joshua was anointed of God, and he demonstrated this truth. The Lord gave him victory over the Canaanites, not because Joseph had superior weaponry, but because he trusted in the Lord his God. It's recorded history. This we know. So David knew that God's words were reliable, reliable based on what God had done in the past. His trust was based on the realities that had been faithfully recorded. But David also knew the Lord through personal experience. He wasn't just living in the past. He wasn't clinging to to yesterday's mercies. He wasn't just relying on other people's testimonies. He had been chosen by the prophet Samuel, even though he was the youngest in his family. He miraculously brought down Goliath in battle. He'd been rescued by God on many occasions. This he knew. So David wasn't blindly wishing here. He was faithfully trusting. And as king of Israel, he knew about God and he knew God personally. The blessing and the protection he was seeking were based on what he knew to be true. What about Jesus? Jesus, the king of kings, also knew about the works of God as recorded in history. He had the Old Testament. And he he had learnt and known about Abraham and about David and Moses and Hezekiah, Elijah, Elisha and many of the other men and women of God through whom God chose to reveal himself. But Jesus also knew God personally through the works of God in his own life. Like David, he was not living in the past. He was not clinging to Old Testament mercies. He was not simply relying on other people's testimonies. He experienced the power and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit of God in his own life. 
And this is not merely because Jesus was God in the flesh. He had emptied himself of his rights to deity when he came to earth. Jesus himself said in John 5 that he could do nothing apart from the Father. His was a life of total trust in the Father, just as ours should be. Jesus knew God through his experiences at baptism, in performing healings, in imparting heavenly teachings, in raising the dead, as Jesus liked to say, bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth. For all this, Jesus was never blindly wishing. He was always faithfully trusting because of what and who he knew. So then what about us? We're not anointed kings. Not in an earthly sense and certainly not in a heavenly sense. But when we are in Christ, we share in the victory that Jesus won on the cross. This is what we just read in 1 Corinthians 15. We who are in Christ and inheriting the kingdom of God are given victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And these are not just sweet-sounding words. They are not the wishes of a Disney fantasy. Just like David and Jesus, we can know that, the words of, that these words are true because of what God has done in history and through the works of the Holy Spirit in our own lives. In some ways, we have it better than, than, uh, um, than, than Jesus and David had it because we've not only got the whole Old Testament, we've got the, the whole life, death and resurrection of Christ We've got the whole Acts of the Apostles in the book of Acts. Um, we've got the, uh, the, the, the Holy Spirit falling, the power of Pentecost. All of that we can look back on as reliably recorded. We also have the testimonies of many over the last 2,000 years of church history. Testimonies of God answering and protecting, rescuing and supporting, making plans succeed and bringing victory in situations that looked utterly hopeless Beyond this, we have the manifestations and the experiences of the Holy Spirit in our own lives so that we can know God more fully. This is probably a good place to share a testimony with you. When I was 22, uh, I had an abseiling accident and it left me with chronic sciatic pain. And I hobbled around in agony for three years. I want to tell you, it was horrible. And it was also really depressing because the thought of living with this pain for the rest of my life really overcame me sometimes. I saw countless doctors, physiotherapists, chiropractors, acupuncturists, anybody who could give me relief from the pain, and none could. I took a lot of painkillers to get me through. When I was 24, my work sent me to Tokyo for six months. And I started to attend a Japanese church nearby, even though I could barely understand a word of what they were talking about. And one day, a visiting preacher from the U.S. came. And although I could barely understand his drawl, I could follow the basic gist of what he was saying. Now, he was also a healer of the most charismatic kind, giving me the impression that he was a total and utter charlatan. They had a healing rally on the Saturday night and... Frankly, I was embarrassed by the whole thing. I thought it was a circus, and it confirmed to me that this guy was nothing but a fraud. 
he was calling people out the front for this illness or that injury and people are coming out and falling down and I'm just watching the thought of what on earth is going on? At one point he called for someone with nosebleeds. Someone with a problem with nosebleeds, come on out, God wants to heal you. It was mistranslated. It's just someone with a nose problem. And I heard the guy behind me say, yeah, I'm a bit stuffed up today. So he went out the front. So you've got people going out the front for the wrong reasons, and then you've got people like me in genuine pain not being called out. I was not happy. I thought it was all sham. Despite my disappointment with it all, I went back to church the next morning where the same preacher was plying his trade. Only this time he said, look, anybody who wants healing, just come on out. So I went out. But you have to understand, not for healing. I went out to show this guy up. I wanted to show down. I was not going down unless this guy was tackling me down. I can't believe how stupid I was in my youth. Anyway, he comes to me and he asks me what's wrong. And I begin to tell him he couldn't be any less interested. He's not even listening to what I'm saying. He says, look, whatever. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, be healed. And then he pushed me down. A couple of people caught me and I'm lying on the ground, really feeling like an idiot. I'm just lying there thinking, what do I do now? I'm looking at the people beside me and I'm waiting for them to get up. And they get up and go back to their seats. And I get up and go back to my seat. And I have to say... The whole thing was one of the most disappointing experiences of my life. Except for one thing. I never had sciatic pain again. I never had it again. And I'm so thankful for that. So I've experienced God taking an irreverent, foolish, doubting, grotty sinner and healing him and forgiving him and loving him And I understand this in the light of the truth of Scripture about the love and the power and the joy and the victory of the Lord. And this I know is true. Let me share one more very quick or shorter testimony with you. This is a DMI testimony. This is wonderful. In 1994, there was a 15-year-old deaf girl in Rwanda uh, at the time of the genocide. She lost her father a sister, a half-sister, a half-brother, 19 aunts and uncles and two grandparents in the genocide. Now, how does a 15-year-old girl recover from that? Several attempts were made on her own life. She somehow survived. School was suspended. Life had no purpose whatsoever. Life was only pain and suffering. That was all she knew. And during this time, Marie Claire found in the street a book and she said at that time there was rubbish everywhere and there were books all over the place in the streets but she found this one book that intrigued her and she couldn't read it but it had really interesting pictures and, and writing with it and she couldn't explain why but there was something about this book that captivated her and she kept looking through it and she kept it six years later a signing evangelist came to her house and explained to her the pictures And the story in that book, story about Adam and Eve, Moses, David, Jesus, and how God had used these people to show her the truth of his word and how he wanted to move and save her in her life. That very day, Marie Claire believed and gave her life to Jesus. And God transformed her life. She received emotional and spiritual healing 
from the genocide. She was given a purpose and an opportunity way beyond what anyone could expect, a poor deaf girl. She would go on to become and is now an evangelist and a pastor with DMI. She's one of the pastors of our deaf churches and she is a builder of churches. And she has a very powerful ministry, ministering to primarily to deaf Muslim women, including some, who, some Muslim women who are deaf-blind. And if you want to know how to preach the gospel to people who are deaf-blind, ask me after the service and I'll tell you all about it. But she has a very powerful ministry and Marie Claire can do this because of, now this I know, now this I know to be true. She knows what God has done in the past through King Jesus and she's experiencing the work of God in her own life because of King Jesus. Let me finish with this. God has an impeccable track record of providing victory. And I want to say that again for those who might be really going through some hard times and struggling to believe that. Let me say that again. God has an impeccable track record of providing victory. He did this for the ancient Israelites who were commanded to write it all down in detail so it would never be forgotten and to build memorial stones, memorials of stones to remember God's victories. He did this for King David who recorded his victories over Goliath, over Saul, over various other enemies, including his own sinfulness. He did this for King Jesus who claimed victory over demons, over sickness, over opposition, over the natural elements, over death. And he also did this for us who share in the victory of King Jesus. So we can be confident of what God will do in the future. With confidence, we bless one another. We don't wish the best for one another, like those who don't know God do. We bless one another. We bless each other with full confidence of victory, regardless of how remote it might seem at any given time. And we can do this because this we know. We know it to be true. So, this year, may the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your offerings. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. And may we shout for joy over your victory and lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. Amen. Let me just close in a word of prayer before we have a, a time of reflection. Would you pray with me, please? Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much for what we can know. And we can know, Lord, what has been faithfully recorded, the, the wonderful works that you have done in the lives of, of Moses and David and Elijah and Jesus and the apostles. And Lord, we thank you that you don't stop there. We thank you, Lord, that you, you give us your Holy Spirit, that we may partake in your divinity, Lord. We partake in your victory. 
And right now, Father, we invite you again afresh to fill us with your Holy Spirit, that we would know you, that we would have an increased understanding of the works you have done as recorded in your word and be open, Lord, to the work of your spirit in our lives that we would know, we would know that you are Lord and that you are King. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.